marriage is warfare. It's warfare. clear. It's clear. But you have to be sure you're fighting alongside each other, not just fighting against each other. Yeah, I don't know. When you say that, I think, uh, you know, when you, we put out a headline, marriage is warfare, right? People. What does that mean? It depends on where you're at. You'll come <laughs> and be like, well, yeah, it's warfare. It's warfare every, every day, you know? But yeah, I think that's what you're trying to say is it's not warfare against each other, but it's warfare in a much grander, more cosmic sense Yes, that has to do with heaven and it has to do with eternity and it has mm. to do with our culture. It has to do with our families, it has to do with the church. It has to do with so much to do with so much. <laughs> no longer can we sit here yes. and be distracted away. No longer can we just live our faith out in our homes not that mm. that that that's actually the central place that we're talking about today but um Within it needs that, to permeate outside of it as well and there's a huge context i think that's what we're trying to get at today yeah. is that the the um the battle that you're fighting in your home is actually one that is much larger than just your home just your marriage yeah just your immediate context so this is gonna be a power-packed episode i'm really looking forward to it so we'll see you on the other side welcome to the fierce marriage podcast where we believe that marriage takes a fierce tenacity that never gives up and refuses to give in here we'll share openly and honestly about all things marriage, sex, communication, finances, priorities, purpose, and everything in between. Laugh, ponder, and join in on candid, gospel-centered conversations. This is Fierce Marriage. So I've been reading this book. I can't remember if I've mentioned it here on the I podcast. Oh, yeah, we've been talking about it a lot to a lot of people. So and yeah, who it's knows? hard to remember. It's by, <laughs> it's by an author named C.R. Wiley. Uh, I would I would I would love to have him on on the show as a as a guest. Maybe, maybe we'll, we can. Maybe we'll reach out to him and see if he's if he's uh, available. But the book is called The Household and the War for the Cosmos. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Uh, again, C.R. Wiley. Uh, and so that book, honestly, has been so good in lifting my perspective. Lifting, You read it first, mm-hmm. and you were just like, Ryan, this guy, if you wrote a book, I feel like it would be like this guy's book. And then I read it, and I was like, oh, great. This is awesome. I don't have to. like." He's articulating these things that I couldn't articulate. He, it was, he was awesome. Yeah, I was just affirming and echoing, I think, the truths that are already in our hearts and mm. on our minds. There it is. Yeah. And are kind of been being more, the themes are being brought more to the surface and it's exciting and it's new Mm -hmm. and it's clarifying. So we're excited to kind of share that, I think, with you guys and and walk through what that means. Right. And we're not necessarily talking about the book this episode, but really that has been sparking in us a lot of conversations around this idea that marriage is warfare. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I'm so enlivened by it Mm -hmm. because it, it it does so... That idea just contextualizes, honestly, because of we've been in this ministry for so many years, but just our day to day. Like when I'm fighting for you, mm-hmm. I know that it's not just, oh, because I got to make my wife happy or I got to just keep the kids quiet. Like mm. it's actually we're fighting for so much more. Well, and when yeah. we know what that vision is and it's clear and the mm-hmm. purpose is clear, it's honestly more of a joy and more mm-hmm. of a yeah. A dr- yeah, there's more drive there to fight because, yeah. again, the purpose is bigger than just my feelings, my emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, the battle that we're facing. So, <laughs> yeah, let's do our quick housekeeping here. Uh, I just want to thank all of our amazing patrons. Okay, if you're on Patreon and you you know what's going on right now, we are doing a very exciting uh, beta test of an upcoming release that we're doing in January. 
and we already had our first uh, our first kind of uh, what is it a primer mm. session. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. It was a sh- very small group of, of people. Anyway, so thank you, patrons, for already jumping on board with that, not only in supporting in Patreon and, and supporting this, our efforts tangibly, financially there, but also supporting kind of with, uh, with your time mm-hmm. uh, with this beta test that we're doing. So if, if you want to be a part of that kind of, uh, I hate this phrase, but insider community, <laughs> <laughs> that's so gratuitous. Uh, if you want to lock arms with us and be on mission with us, uh, it's m- important now, as we'll talk about today, it's now more important than ever in that I feel like our days of being able to freely proclaim the the unfiltered truths of God mm-hmm. through a biblical worldview, those days are numbered. Mm-hmm. I, I do believe that. That doesn't mean we're going to stop it. It just means that we need to be very strategic about it. And Patreon is one way we're trying to be strategic about it mm-hmm. in that we, we're not beholden to these mm. uh, kind of big tech companies that might say, oh, you talked about Jesus too much, or you, you said that traditional marriage is, is the best way. Therefore, we're going to censor you. Um, this gives us a little bit more autonomy from mm-hmm. that. So if you feel a burden for that as we move into a very tender time in our country, a tender time in our world, uh, this might be one way that God is leading you. So I guess we would just ask that you pray about that. Mm-hmm. If, he's, if, if he has put on your heart to be a part of fierce marriage, fierce families, fierce parenting, mm-hmm. uh, which is another ministry that, that we've just launched, um, then you can be a part of the marriage side by going to uh, patreon.com slash fierce marriage uh, and uh, just go there, pray about it, and then join with us. And yeah. I think the month's 25 or the, the $25 a month and up levels get free access to this beta thing that we're talking about. Just mm-hmm. FYI, check that out. Um, um, and yeah. then if you want to, I think you said there was limited uh, amounts of, or limited space for the beta there so is if it's you're very hearing limited. this and you're saying yes i want to do that don't delay don't delay because there are limited spots we can't yeah. wrangle forty thousand people no I'm kidding <laughs> yeah it's very limited it, it's uh we're, we're keeping it to i think 100 couples or less and so we um yeah so so don't don't delay if that's something that's on your heart to do um next ask sorry we haven't done this in a while but please do take time if you've gotten anything out of this mm. podcast if, mm-hmm. if you've heard any wisdom it has likely come from Selena, and so on Selena's <laughs> yeah, behalf, right. <laughs> leave a rating and a review on iTunes. Come on, we know who the real star is. Like, nobody, Jesus. Nobody, it's Jesus. Okay, okay, yes. <laughs> Nobody's like sitting here wondering, hmm. No, they know that Selena's the star of the show, all right? I My job, just so you know, Selena, my job is to set the stage to extract the wisdom from your brain. Uh-huh. That's my job. Whatever's left after three kids and <laughs> no sleep and, you know, just a crazy, yeah. awesome, full and good life. So speaking of which, you didn't get any sleep last night, did I got you? some, I don't know. It's just kind of one of those nights that you're trying to sleep and you just can't. <laughs> so our youngest just turned one. She did. And, uh, yep. Still, uh, still waking you up in the middle of the night, which that's just life people. It's yeah. life. And you know we've we can do we've uh, we've done. We're the working sleep on stuff. some things. All right, <laughs> back off, back <laughs> off, all the Karens out there. <laughs> that yeah, no, no comment. I'm kidding. I gotta save that for the fierce parenting. Here's <laughs> Just the kidding. deal. All right, yeah, we'll talk about this more on the parenting side when that podcast goes live sometime in the near future. Moms don't need any more like <laughs> shoulds and shaming and like, hey, you should be doing this. You need to try this essential bath salt oil thing <laughs> stop <laughs> stop i get it some of that stuff's uh, good but anyway you're doing great 
you're a great mom. It's exactly what every husband needs to say to their wife. Not only are you a great mom, you're the greatest mom of all the moms. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You're funny. All right. All right. Well, jumping into our topic here, I think it's important to, to discuss war. And the war okay. for marriage. You you didn't like my title, so now I'm all kind of baffled about it. So what are you calling it? War for marriage? No, marriage is warfare. Marriage is warfare. Okay. Let me just change yeah. that real quick. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's going to keep bumbling. Well, yeah. here, write the rundown, Selena. Write the rundown. <laughs> no, 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 no. I gave... We, we, we worked together on this. <laughs> the first thing he says, I don't like that title. <laughs> I'm like... Okay, well, you know, I'm just kind of over here trying to do my best, but it's fine. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> All right, listener, if you are listening to this, we're talking about how marriage is warfare and what are we warring for? Okay, mm. we're just going to, I'm going to go through a few questions that I just want you to kind of think about um, okay. and ruminate on as we unload this idea of marriage being warfare. So question to, questions to ask ourselves, what, what do we mean by war? What is a war or battle? Hmm. What is the war or battle that we are talking about? Who and what are who and what and or what are we fighting? So who is the true enemy here? Mm. That's good. Is it our spouse who doesn't believe the same thing as us, or is it something else or someone else? How do we fight in unity? Maybe we're not in unity in how we're fighting because we don't know how to fight or to mm. armor up or what that means. Or maybe how are we already fighting? It's always good. I like when I'm reading a book and it's telling me what I'm doing right. <laughs> it's always so encouraging because we're always challenged on every front. And there's always a lot of guilt, shame, pressure, um, all kinds of outside, you know, so messaging. You in the and so of- when I'm re- when I'm like looking at, okay, how can I be a better parent or teacher or wife or a better spouse, right? How can we identify and see what God is already doing and what we're already like arm in arm with him mm-hmm. doing together and be affirmed in that? Yeah. I think that's important. I think that's stirring affections, right? I feel like when you get those moments in a text, in scripture it happens, obviously, because we're trying to let scripture... <laughs> you said text. I thought text message. I was like, wait, you in get text, text in scripture? <laughs> no, no. That's awesome. In the text of scripture or yes. the text of a book that you're reading. Yes. It feels like a William Wallace moment. You know, that speech mm. in Braveheart, which, yeah. which is just unbelievable. I can only watch that movie like once because it's just too much for my heart. It's so much emotion. And I mean, obviously, it's Hollywood. Mm. It's Mel Gibson. It's, you know, like there's all the everything that's wrapped up in like Scottish, that whole mm-hmm. saga that that is. But it feels like that type of moment when you when you read a book. So you, what book did you read recently? So you're reading a lot of like Nancy Piercy, right? You've been reading Nancy Piercy. Yeah, Total Truth. Oh, uh, Rachel Jankovic, um, Fit to Burst. It's a great motherhood book. She really right. ties in some strong messages with the gospel mm-hmm. and kind of daily yep. work. And yeah, there's so there's that one. Um, I just started a new book. Uh, I can't remember the, the author or the title of it. It's uh, Let Live Not by Lies is what it's called, hmm. and it's it's um, uh, Orthodox Christian talking about. It's more cult of a cultural commentary. Um, the point I'm trying to make is that we we have these different works of literature that we that we kind of put in front of our faces and we read it and when we have the one where you when you read it and it's like this is a brother in arms mm. this is a sister in arms these people care about the same we're, we're we i've never met this person but we are going the same way mm-hmm. and it is informed and uh um under the authority of scripture yeah. 
that feels like a braveyard a braveheart moment braveyard whatever that is (laughs) it feels like a braveheart moment (laughs) and so that's what uh, we're trying to convey here is like you are a fierce couple you're listening to this okay your husband or a wife you're listening to this you've probably listened to more than one episode uh you probably got the sense through hearing us talk but right now i want to be very overt and just say we this is a call to arms marriage is warfare Mm -hmm. and you are in the battle right now whether you recognize it or not And that doesn't mean you're fighting with your spouse. doesn't mean like we've already said. And so we're going to walk through and talk through exactly how marriage is warfare. And And how we can seek unity in our home as we gather around God's truth. How do we fight Mm -hmm. this battle faithfully, right? Mm -hmm. Knowing that the greatest war was won on the cross. Mm -hmm. So how do we, it's the the already but not yet. And how are we fighting the battles of today? Because yes, marriage is under attack. The the Mm -hmm. traditional... Biblical yes, design of and marriage more. I would and say more. Yes, yes, and more. The very bedrock, like the very ideas not, that undergird yes, marriage, have been the they're being debased yes. and, and they're being yeah. And it's not just yeah. It's not just a like secondary or tertiary attack. Mm. I feel like it's on it's on the chopping block table. Yeah. Like it is the thing. Um, so we were talking about how marriage is warfare and how we must fight in unity. So breaking those things down again. And then, sorry, I just want to add, we're going to do also three, touch. three battlefields, right, of where this kind of unfolds, where the war is actually happening. Right. Um, I want to say that up front because okay. I feel like it's like, ooh, battlefields, what are they? And there's three of them. I want to know. That's okay. what I'm thinking. Okay, good. Well, that's great. I just great. wish you would titillate me. I'm in my me. own head. I'm in I my like own head. I like being titillated. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, goodness. So, marriage is warfare, that phrase. So, meaning marriage is... Uh, we're not warring against each other. We are warring, fighting, battling together as a couple mm-hmm. against what? We will tell you that in our scripture. All right. As a couple in a marriage covenant, again, we're fighting for God's kingdom to come on earth as it is in heaven. We're fighting for the things of God, for the purpose, the design for mm-hmm. marriage that God has ordained. Um, we are also fighting for future generations. We're fighting for mm. the gospel to be... Not only at the center of and the authority and governing of a believer's life today, but also into the future. It's very good. We have future generations that need to know God, need to know his design and, again, his purpose, his Uh order. And we can't, if we're not engaging in that actively, then we're passively going to get floated away in the river of culture and life and everything else. So, um so who and what is our battle against? It is the enemy. It is not just against our neighbor who believes something very differently than us, right? It's the beliefs that are warring. So we have our today's kind of foundational scripture is Ephesians 6, huh. 10 through 13. that says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand Mm. in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. We're going to elaborate on that in a moment. Uh, into more verses because we're going to talk about the armor. But so here's our battlefield, right? Verse 12, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. We're not in, we're not in Mm. this like historical, you know, BC time of, you know, tribes warring against each other. It's not Waterloo. Right. Right. Or or wherever, you know, or whatever the battlefront might be physically speaking. Right. We have, we actually do have quite a bit of peace, I think, 
in the world not a ton i mean there's obviously a ton of unrest but where does this unrest come from what if you were to follow that down into you know the root of this going down into the source it's again it's this darkness it's spiritual forces it's the cosmic powers it is the heavenly places so our battlefield again is not necessarily each other but our daily interactions can bring deeper unity or division depending on Mm. whether or not we are armoring up together and what does that mean what am i saying put on your armor so how can we effectively fight if we aren't armored up for battle if we're not putting on this armor so what is the armor well good thing you Mm. asked yeah um so we read ephesians 6 uh, 10 through 13. This is 14 through 20. Stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace in all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication to that end keep alert with all perseverance making supplication for all the saints and also for me that words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel for which i am an ambassador in chains for i that i may declare it boldly as i ought to speak so simply put our armor Mm -hmm. is the bible and prayer we cannot underestimate our armor. And if we are right now, truly, God help us to hmm. not do that. Help us, Lord, to understand the importance, the value, the life and lives and future generations that are on on the chopping block if we are not engaging in putting on our armor daily as a couple. Hmm. Okay. Well, I think it's fun to, to look through. I haven't done a big study on these. So I'm just kind of going to spitball through these, but the actual pieces of armor okay uh the first one is stand therefore okay that's a rousing kind of p- call from paul to the ephesians <laughs> like paul's calls stand like stand this is kind of what we're trying to do here i guess is yes. like stand therefore having fastened the belt of truth okay so what is a belt right is that just something that keeps your pants from falling down <laughs> no it's right. it is the thing that really kind of brings it all together mm-hmm. okay if you think about it in a, in a battle context, the belt is going to be the thing that would have your sword on it. It would be the thing that kind of um, keeps everything in line. I'm, I'm, and I, the word truth is not arbitrary, right? It's not just like, oh, the truth, right? That in scripture, <laughs> In Scripture, yeah. Jesus is called the truth. Mm. Okay, so it's like the Word of God. Okay, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was God. That's the 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 sent forth kind of decree mm-hmm. of God's word. We have, we've talked about this in the past. We have God's word in scripture, right? Which mm-hmm. is the, the word of God, the Bible. We have God's word incarnate, which is the person of Christ, the logos, the fulfillment of God's word, mm-hmm. the capital T truth. Mm-hmm. So the belt of truth being like, if you, if we don't have that uh, fierce couple, if you don't have Christ as the truth, in your life, mm. none of this will make sense. None of that's why. Why do you think Paul starts with this? Mm. And we think we're in a very postmodern culture. Postmodernism, basically, it's the 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 notion that everything can mean anything. Mm. <laughs> anything can mean anything. So there's no truth. Everything's relativistic, uh, and so it's all through the eye of the beholder. Okay. No order, no truth. No, Sounds good. <laughs> as soon as you, and that's where we had all this l- the, the modern kind of conflicts and unrest that we're experiencing. Is there's this. Uh, there is this sense that any truth claim is 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 only for oppressive purposes, right? Based on whatever so ironic. whatever identity so, group you're a part yes. of, and so no so one can no one say can any have truth. truth, right? 
No one can have, no one has a monopoly on truth anymore, right? <laughs> and even math is being questioned. I've told you, I've shared with that with you, but which is a really funny, because, not funny, but it's tragic. You read about it in, uh, in Orwell's 1984. I'm not surprised though. Math is one of the ways that the Lord the is revealed in some really tangible, anyways. Right. And so they're saying there's that. There's books and books on so that. The point so. I'm trying to make here is for, for this conversation mm-hmm. is that this idea of truth is not just to be passed over. Like you could spend the rest of your life getting to the core of what truth is. And that's why we have God's word. That's mm-hmm. why the Proverbs says, get wisdom, get understanding, mm-hmm. fight for it with everything, buy it at any cost. Right. Get truth because without it, None of the other stuff makes sense. Right. And so let's go down the line here. So, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, okay, we're thinking through, okay, marriage is warfare. We're girding ourselves up for battle. Uh, we are, we are putting on the belt of truth. Okay. I, I'm, I'm staking, uh, my, I'm, he, Christ is my plumb line is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. God's word is my plumb line. It tells me what's up, what's down, what's left, what's right. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I can actually put on the breastplate of righteousness, which what is that? That is then conforming my decisions, my attitudes, my thoughts, my behaviors to this standard of not just truth, but of right. It's interesting, too. I'm just thinking like the, a breastplate right over your heart. most, your heart, your yes, vital, but your most vital organs, yeah. right? And conforming those. And if you think of the function, the actual physical function of each of those mm. organs and how they are. They echo, right? Kind of the design of mm-hmm. of our spirit man as well. And who not? I don't say spirit man like weird. I'm saying our spiritual soul, right? Yeah. The heart. Yeah. The mind. Yeah. I, I mean, the the, the symbolism is not arbitrary, here. right? Um, and so the breastplate of righteousness, being that I am now conforming myself. And it, and guys, this is Proverbs too. Like walk according to the ways of wisdom, and mm-hmm. it will be. It will go well with you because that's why. Because that's how God designed things to work. Mm. If you walk justly, it will go well, as opposed to just walking with corruption or walking in righteousness versus walking in wickedness. Mm. It protects us. It doesn't mean that you're going to have a pain-free life. Right? Jesus said that you'll have trials of many kind, but, but, but when it comes to like the core of you, mm. you will be protected. The core of you will be protected. That's shown in the next one is, and as shoes for your feet, this is verse 15, as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of what? Peace. Peace. Mm. Okay. You can go through any circumstance. If you are secure in the gospel and mm-hmm. you are secure, your your decisions will be absolute. You don't, you won't compromise because you have this gospel of peace. It will always be the underlying, I don't need your approval. I don't need to compromise. Mm. I don't need to profess something I know to be a lie. I don't need to perpetuate a lie. I don't need to... Uh, fight selfishly in this because I know that Christ has fought the biggest battle and he has won and I'm going to gird myself up with that truth, protect myself with that righteousness mm-hmm. and let that peace determine how I actually walk right. day to day. All right. And in all circumstances, take up the shield of faith, faith that the, the, the sense of being, a, being, um, what is it? Faith is being sure of what you hope for, mm-hmm. certain of things which are unseen, right? That will protect you from the flaming darts of the evil one, right? right? I know who Christ is. Have you ever seen Christ? No, but I have faith. I believe I have, thank, thank God, the Holy Spirit right. in my heart telling me he's affirming me, right. affirming that faith in me. He's, he's actually, I would say, birthing that that faith in me, mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit is. And so, I mean, it's, it's profound. Okay. And then take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. 
um, helmet of salvation being the thing that kind of protects uh, your your own your awareness, like knowing that my it's a foregone conclusion. I'm saved, mm. right? I I need not fret. I need not think about warfare. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm going off on a long mm. tangent. So it's okay, uh, you may warfare back then. Okay, now we have guns, missiles, all that kind of stuff, technology. Back then you had... It's like hand-to-hand combat. Hand-to-hand combat. Yeah. It was very psychological. I, we were at, um, we were doing home church at a friend's house a couple weeks ago, and one of the guys is really into like swords and stuff. <laughs> and he was, we got into, we were kind of nerding out, and he was describing what it would be like to fight a really skilled like katana, like, like samurai or ninja or somebody who knows how to use this type of sword. Pretty nerdy stuff. But I got terrified because he's like, yeah, in the flick of a wrist, they could basically sli- slice you in half. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm thinking emotionally, mm. the mental, like mentally, that is a very different headspace to be in. Mm-hmm. I think the army and the, the armed services, don't quote me on this, but I think, what was it, either 15 or 20 years ago, maybe less, they actually stopped training soldiers in, in how to use the bayonet. And one of the reasons was, is it's a completely different, like emotional a psychological warfare mm. training versus using a gun as right. close combat with. Anyway, the well, point I'm trying to make is that the having the the head or the the helmet of salvation to me, again, haven't done an in depth study, but it's like having this perspective informs how we now enter psychologically, spiritually into this warfare mm-hmm. with what the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Right. So talking coming back and talking about what our armor is it is the bible and prayer daily putting on the armor through scripture Mm -hmm. reading lots of scripture reading and i am saying this because i've just been um doing this plan yeah Yeah, it's been really great um it's called to the word if anybody's interested and it's been incredible to read genesis exodus leviticus i'm in leviticus i'm almost done with it but we also (laughs) get to read (laughs) if i can be excited about leviticus come on people also, are Hebrews. Are you excited about Leviticus? I am because I'm understanding the heaviness of the law in a lot of ways, and the the duties and keeping God's law was so difficult, and it was so it wasn't like oh you messed up, try again next time. It's like no, you have to die because you did not keep His law. Oh, you uh, you you actually swept the floor on the Sabbath. Oh, see you outside. Right, there was, yeah, I mean, it was a different, it was a different time, but still, God's law. I'm like, yeah. what? How, where? Why have we lost some of that? Um, just awe I think fear of the and Lord, fear yeah. of the Lord as yeah. now, time okay. has gone on. Sidebar: There's differences between ceremonial law, moral yes. law, and civil law, yes. and each do have their reflections in the gospel and fulfillments in the gospel. But yes, so I just want to make it's that lift- distinction. We're, we're not called to live according to no, the no, no, code. no, no, exactly. But it's lifting my were. eyes yeah. to who God is Good. and the bigness of God I think and the holiness yeah, of God. That's and one the, of the main points of Leviticus. I'd say that's the awesome. covenantal, you know, then the, the weight and the beauty of the covenant that God made mm. right with his people and how it was not, eventually dependent it wasn't on, dependent on them it was a him he was the one that initiated so anyways i'm thinking of the movie or the show psych what does he say he's like yeah of course i've read the bible genesis exorcist leviathan <laughs> do the right thing <laughs> uh, oh boy so you're in leviathan yes right now. yes it's no i'm almost done with it though but it's really somewhat redundant but also good so i'm learning a lot of things and i'm saying when we're Guys, Ryan and I have experienced just a lot more peace in our marriage, a lot more clarity, a lot more 
clarity around like purpose and vision and stuff yeah and some of the deep stuff which flows out into the day-to-day and how we mm-hmm. communicate how we love each other how we're connecting and i i can't help but attribute it to the bulk of we're both reading scripture together we're reading it individually we're also teaching it to our children we're reading it with them mm. um psalm one nineteen eleven. i've stored up your word in my heart that i might not sin against you um, we're also going to read further down um, the passage in Deuteronomy about how we need to be training our children. So hmm. this daily putting on of armor is is a training, right? We want to be in God's word. We want to be training mm-hmm. our minds and our hearts, not in a legalistic way, but in a way that is that is standing, therefore, fastening on this belt of truth hmm. in a way that I'm not fumbling through. understanding some stuff and i don't know if Mm. i can have peace in this no god said i can have peace because i have i have i've been given the gospel of peace i can be ready i don't have to be unsteady and not ready (laughs) i can i can be anchored um i want to backtrack a little bit because you said not in a legalistic way okay so you uh you had said i need to be reading god's word and you what did you say exactly i can't remember I think I said I'm. Uh, you need. We need to be reading God's word in bulk and um, training ourselves. And but in you it. said not legalistically. Not legalistically so, because you can't. I, okay, yeah. I, I just want to be very clear because what we mean by that is that oh, I'm not going to be a legalist, so I'll just kind of do it whenever. Right. That tends to be my default when I say oh, we're or not. Or I'm reading so much, like that was almost a self righteousness. Sure. Sure. Pout there. The point. About. The point. <laughs> Okay, so we we're saved by grace, right? But we've we've swung so far on the side of grace mm-hmm. that we forget that grace is good for our salvation. But there is still a second part of mm-hmm. the gospel, which is salvation. There's also sanctification, and part of that is living by the Spirit, mortifying the flesh, mm. and the the act of will that it is to live against the flesh. And so, when you say you don't read the Bible for for legalistic reasons. You're saying you don't recognize that your salvation is hinging upon how dedicated you are to reading the Bible. Mm-hmm. That's what you mean. Yes. But I would say that don't re- don't hear that and think, oh, then I can just kind of read whatever and I should never feel bad about ever Mm-mm. missing anything. No, Guys, I, reading the Bible is life-changing. It's important and it's a call. and It's, it's alive. It's, it's authoritative. A yeah. So I, I can't just wanna, say it enough. And that's honestly, you guys, that's been a revelation for us is that we can we can really push because like think about wartime mentality. All right. You are training. You are getting less sleep. You are eating <laughs> rations. You are eating MREs. You are <laughs> tired. You are dirty. You are at war. Right. And I think a lot of times we Christians treat this life like we're not. Like right. we're just kind of sitting on a beach somewhere. Yeah. And we'll just and if get we're to not, it when we, we get, get to, to it. the beach, right? It's this, right. this. We're worshiping maybe at some level some some comfort and pleasure and entertainment and. I think the enemy yeah. would have us sitting in that lie and living that way. And we're saying, yeah. no, we are at war and our marriage is on mm. the battlefield and we need to fight mm-hmm. for each other, fight yeah. with each other together, not against. And that's what these battlefields are that we're going to get to is, right. okay, we keep saying marriage is warfare. Here's very, here's three very tangible battlefronts where this warfare unfolds. Right. So just to finish up this thought though of, of what our armor is, is scripture reading together, lots of it, and prayer, praying and talking to God, because we underestimate, mm-hmm. again, what the function and purpose of prayer is, um, 
First Thessalonians talks about rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. We all know that verse. But prayer, reading in Leviticus, guys, you couldn't just talk to God. <laughs> there was a whole like process that you had to go to to bring a burnt offering, and it couldn't just be any burnt offering. It had to be mm. a certain one for a certain potential sin or whatever sin that you did or it just had to be a certain offering for the reason why you're coming that's what it was and mm-hmm. you had to the high priest had a whole process that like he had to go through so this this whole idea of prayer just the journey of mm-hmm. where it came from and where it is today like i've so convicted of my lack of conversation with the lord mm-hmm. um, but also that has increased the more scripture that i read the more i'm asking lord how can i understand this better for the day and age that mm. i'm living in how can your word bring life to the situation or bring authority or clarity or order to the situation um so prayer is kind of that outpouring for mm-hmm. me right now of of what the scriptures are doing in my heart so again daily putting on this armor teaching and training our children to do the same now let's talk about these three primary battlefields um within these this context mm. so uh, the first one is a battle for your heart. Yeah. Um, this, by the way, we we share this kind of stuff uh, in our Instagram uh, feed on fierce marriage. So um, I like to think through it kind of more fully when we get to the podcast. So that's what this is. So the battle for your heart is kind of as you as as marriage does, right? It mm. sanctifies us, and we are kind of put face to face with our selfishness. Mm. Okay. So instead of saying. Uh, you're an obstacle to what I want. You are therefore the enemy to be defeated on this battlefield. Mm-hmm. I think the more Christian way to look at that is to say that my flesh is yeah. the thing that is being fought in this battlefield, that my selfishness needs to be defeated. Mm. Uh, and the Bible calls it crucifying the passions of your flesh. That's Galatians 5.24. Cru- okay. Think about the vivid imagery Paul is using there. Mm. He didn't just say, Resist the passions of your flesh. He, he says that in other places, but here he says, crucify the passions of your flesh. Now, cruci- crucifixion is a theme in Galatians and in Galatians 2.20. I've been crucified. I have been crucified mm-hmm. with Christ and it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Right? So that's a theme of crucifixion that goes through, but this contrast between crucifying the passions of your flesh and being mm-hmm. made alive to life in the Holy Spirit. Okay. So that is the first battlefield. So things like, think about pride. Mm. Husbands, come on. We tend to be very prideful. Even if you think you're not prideful, if you call yourself not prideful, then that's proof that you're prideful. <laughs> um, that's one of those Kafka traps that actually holds up. Um, where, yeah, if, if you think you're humble, then think again. <laughs> right, right. Um, and the way this works out, early on in our marriage, and by God's grace, I have learned to be a more, a, a better listener, a tender um, uh, speaker, a more tender speaker. Mm-hmm. I used to speak like in ways to you. Like that. That's nice. Good. <laughs> I used to talk to you in ways that were uh, dismissive, and I would not not purposefully like I did it on purpose, it a, but it wasn't consciously. It's just on kind purpose. of a default of how you're able. You you figure out these ways to just kind of fight well for yourself, right? Selfishly, and in the name you're of really defeating good my at wife, selfishly, <laughs> and in the name of defeating my wife, I would make you feel small or mm-hmm. insignificant, or in I hate using this word, stupid. And that's not ever been my don't worry, ladies intention. and gentlemen. The fire was, I flared up just oh as goodness. I should, so don't worry. Selena can hold her own. <laughs> the point is, is, I need to love my he wife fanned better. the flame. And that she's not the one I'm fighting. And so instead, yes, I, yes. I would repent to her and say, 
help me fight my flesh mm-hmm. with you. So the theme throughout all three of these battlefields is unity, mm-hmm. unity with your spouse, because you're not warring against each other. You're warring against flesh and or spiritual principalities, not flesh mm-hmm. and blood. Is your spouse flesh and blood? <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I would go to you and say, help me. Help me love you better in this area. Help me crucify my flesh. Mm. Help me see why I have this need to be right when at the cost of of loving you well, the way right. I've been called to love you. Right. Okay. So the enemy would sell us. Each one of these has a contrasting lie. The enemy would, the enemy would sell you the lie that you are alone and even against your spouse in your battle. But don't buy it. Fight mm. together with Christ. Clear in sight. Mm. Fight so together good. with Christ. Clear in sight. Goes back to what Selena was saying about being so just saturated with the word that it's it's on the forefront of both your minds well, that's the whole when, clear when part. lies come it's so obvious mm. honestly like i felt like before i started this reading plan not felt i know before i started this reading plan mm-hmm. truth was clear on like the big stuff but sometimes in the smaller day-to-day stuff i couldn't understand i felt like i was missing it a little bit and i was like lord how come i just feel so unclear about the reasons and motivations for like why I'm disciplining the kids a certain way or what, how I'm responding to Ryan. Shouldn't I, I I would battle back and forth Hmm. mentally about, well, I should be more humble and less selfish, but why? I mean, I know why, but you know, and it just, it just felt like there was just this, Mm -hmm. this tension and I couldn't figure it out, but reading and being in scripture, even in Leviticus, it's like the Mm -hmm. clarity around the order has come and the clouds are gone this is why I respond this way. This is why I'm doing this. These are the reasons why, because the purpose is clear. It's clear. Mm. So I, when I see a lie, I'm much more quick and able to identify it. And I praise God for that because it's only by his grace. That's a belt of truth. Belts of truth right there. So the second one is the battle for your household. Every victory won for your marriage is a victory won for your children. We were talking about this. And who we're fighting for. Not only are we fighting for unity within our marriage and fighting for God's kingdom and purpose to be done on earth, but we're fighting for those future generations to be able to experience and know Mm. God. Yeah, scripture is rife with that language of uh, generational thinking, right? Your children and your children's children. Mm. That the the people of God are are constantly reminded that obey my word, okay, Mm -hmm. obey my law. This is God speaking. And it will go well for you, for in, in your children, your children. You'll be blessed for generations, right? All throughout Scripture. That's how God decided to fulfill uh, the redempt- His redemptive promise in mm-hmm. the garden was through the generations of people. And then, and so we see that language again in Deuteronomy. I don't know if you have the verse up here, but the verses that you know teach it to your kids. Yep, Deuteronomy six, it's right down here, five yeah. through nine. Yeah. So you want to read that real fast? Yeah, it's talking about how we fight in unity. Uh, just read the verse you and shall, we'll come back. Yeah. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be upon your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall mm. talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Yeah, there's no there's no mincing words there. Uh, it, it is it is completely saturating mm-hmm. every aspect of the Christian home. It's it is the it's everywhere, mm-hmm. and it happens all the time as we are looking at this scripture. So as as we are battling this battlefront and marriage being warfare, okay, we can sit down for dinner and just eat and leave, mm-hmm. or we can skip the meals, okay, 
Or I can be so enthralled with work or so enthralled with hobbies or mm. going to the gym or, you know, going to Bible studies <laughs> that I am missing these opportunities to actually uh, open God's word and actually do what Moses is instru- in Deuteronomy right. is saying, teach them diligently to your children right. and it shall talk of them when you sit in your house. What if you never actually sit in your house? Or you do, but you don't. You're on your screens, right? Right. Or you're doing whatever. Or what if when you lie down and when you rise, you're on your phone? Mm. I'm speaking conviction to myself right now, yeah. by the way. And instead of binding them on a sign of your hand, uh, on your hand, you're, you're instead you're looking at your smartwatch or it's, your fault. Fa- it's not at your just phone. distraction. It's disobedience. I think we just need oh. to drop that because oh, yeah. that's been my conviction. It's not, well, I'll do this soon or I'm not going to do it. It's straight up disobedience to the Lord. Mm. He's called us in Deuteronomy to teach and train or to love God, mm-hmm. love him with all of our so- our heart, our soul, and our might. What does that mean? These words, they sh- you shall teach them diligently. Wow. You shall talk of them. You shall walk by, they shall be everywhere. When you walk by the way, whatever you're doing, mm-hmm. these are the things that are in your head, on your spe- in your speech, on your heart, at every front. Yeah. So, Sorry, no, I'm not. I don't think I should be sorry. Yeah, it's not just distractions; it, it's disobedience. Disobedience. That's good. So, yeah, the enemy would sell you a lie that the that the home and biblical values are arbitrary, mm. and that uh, these are suggestions for living. Right. And the don't buy that lie. Fight alongside each other. Okay. This is this is critical. If you haven't had this talk, what does it look like to fight for our children in this way? Mm. If you haven't had that talk, have it. And then determine to fight for it, mm. to work together, to actually resist the devil and right. to resist the flesh, to, to crucify your flesh in this. That leads us to the uh, the third one. You can see the kind of move out from the heart to the household now out into the community, or if you want to stay with H's home, meaning your, home, <laughs> your homeland. Okay. As the household goes, so goes every other institution of society. That's, That's a-, a quote from C.R. Wiley in the book that we mentioned earlier. So traditional family is no longer normal, you guys. It, this is, I, I think people would say this in their heads, okay, but we haven't quite wrapped our heads around it, our hearts around it, excuse me, is that anyone would say, oh yeah, of course, yeah, like divorce rates are up and like it's no longer seen as necessary to have a father and a mother uh, like required in a home. It's kind of, it's a nice to have. And in a lot of cases, some people wouldn't even say that. Like you would know that and recognize that in your head, but let that sink into your heart for a minute. Traditional Orthodox Christian home, biblical marriage, that is radical. Yeah. It is a radical, uh, it's a, it's, it's a city on a hill. Like it's oil and water with our culture. If that you are choosing to do these things and fight for one another, um, it is a truly radical thing that you can do. So the enemy would sell us a lie that, uh, that marriage is an outdated institution. Well, and I just want to, okay, I want to finish it. Okay. Don't buy it. Instead be united as a husband and wife in the call to live as lights in a dark place. Right. Well, and I just want to say, when you're saying, think about like what this is, what this is saying, think about, you know, that, that thing that you might be, we, we look at the world and we think that, okay, yes, these are bad things that are happening, but we're letting, we're kind of letting the world interpret our view of God. Mm. Sometimes I think in this, like we're Mm -hmm. saying, okay, I see this, and what does God's word say about this? But really, like, how are we looking at the world 
how how is God's word, I guess, bearing weight and being the authority in how we are seeing and responding mm-hmm. the world? Does that make sense? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like we can kind of dull it down a little bit. Oh, absolutely. And I was trying to look for something that I had seen about this very thing. Um, but no. sometimes we acquiesce to, okay, yeah, I see the bad in the world. And so we kind of change our measures or we kind of... Yeah, we, we, we lose ground. Yes. And... Yeah, and this is a this is a reminder to see it for what it is. Mm-hmm. Like, just if you, if you read scripture for what it is, and then you measure that up with society, you'll see that there is not just a slight contrast; it's a stark, staggering contrast. Yeah. And we're called to live and embrace that as mm-hmm. what what does the Bible call us? Sojourners. Yeah, we are not citizens of this world. We are citizens of God's kingdom. We our King does not reign. In down here, he 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 has not yet taken full reign down mm-hmm. here. He reigns in heaven, and so we we can stand on that contrast in confidence with all the armor that we discussed earlier. Um, without without any of that stuff, we'll, we will do what Selena's saying: mm-hmm. is that we'll kind of be pushed back, we'll yeah. be caught on our heels, yeah. we'll be on the defense. Um, and so I think this is a call to arms right. in that regard. Seeing marriage as as what it is, is it's the first, I think, in a lot of ways, the first step in recognizing the true warfare that is marriage. Right, right. Yeah. So, yes, recogn- and it's it's there's lots of purposes that we've talked about as far as, like, community and um, flourishing, right? Human flourishing, mm-hmm. all of these dominion-taking, fruit-producing um, themes for why mm-hmm. why we're fighting and where the battles are. So um, just another quick overview of how do we fight in unity, putting on our armor together through prayer, through scripture. No, those are, those, by doing those things, we begin to get know our king, know our savior, see mm-hmm. his redemptive character throughout the whole Bible. He is the same. We're gaining wisdom. We're growing in our understand, understanding of who mm-hmm. he is and even who we are and our, and yeah. our shortcomings. Um being more able to identify again the battlefields and how to fight them confidently. So not, you know, how I said I was kind of staggering and just unclear on how mm-hmm. to navigate discipline or being a wife or you know how to respond to my husband. And it's like, no, this is clear, and I can I can follow this. Yeah. And not only can I, I'm supposed I should I will. Um, but and then teaching and training our children to do the same that battle for our household. Yeah. Um, and being in church community. Did you talk about? community okay i'm sorry i didn't mean to skip that no no it's that's part of uh the battle for your community right um so every institution of society right you got your household you've got church and you've got state so as Mm. the household goals as cr wiley says as the household goes excuse me so goes every other institution that just trickles out right so if the household is rooted on in christ and is living out um the word of god those households living out the word of God faithfully will c- participate in the community of God, which is the church. Mm. And in the West, we have, you know, nonprofit organizations that are churches. There's also home churches. There's Bible studies. There's your, your Christian friends. Like that's capital C church. Okay. Mm. The point is, is that being in Christian community, we've talked in the past about specifically Christian community, not just friends who, who, not just friends, not just um, friends who are Christians, okay, but a Christian version of community. There's there's vulnerability. There's rebuke. There's the there's prayer. There's commitment. Mm-hmm. There's dedication. Perseverance. Together. Perseverance. Yeah. Uh, that is a version of community that is exclusive to Christianity. There's disagreements that are reconciled. They're not just perpetual. They have to be reconciled, mm. right? 
especially when it comes down to the core things. Right. So, uh, yeah, that's that's the point so I think we, we're trying to make. Is it, 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 it echoes outward. Yes. Trying to say. Yeah. Yes. So kind of our last point before we have a, a little conversation challenge here is just to kind of, I think, bring some encouragement and highlight uh, some areas that maybe you are right? You're already Mm -hmm. fighting together today. Maybe you guys are doing family worship or you've started that. You've heard us talk about that. That is basically what putting on your armor is, right? It's, it's singing a short song. It's reading scripture and it is, why am I thinking? Praying. Praying. Oh my goodness. See, there goes my brain. Praying. Um, so if Mm -hmm. you're engaging in family worship, awesome like that is how we are Mm -hmm. warring against the enemy the principalities i think as for this podcast it's a marriage podcast right we want i just want to be very clear as a married couple doing that in unity all right i think uh, we are taking for granted that family worship you understand what that is and you value what that is we can't make you value that um that there's a biblical call to Mm -hmm. family worship so if you value god's word i encourage you to very seriously look into valuing family worship Mm. but as a couple fighting in unity mm-hmm. for that i think is the thing we really want to push on right and, and press on here um, um be praying ahead. for each other reading scripture together um praying with each other and for each other um mm-hmm. holding tight to marriage advocates uh versus adversaries so kind of recognizing maybe you're already mm-hmm. recognizing and kind of pruning out some of the friendships that um would kind of would would pin you and your spouse against each other you pit, pit um, them together pit against them. each other what did i say pin pin that's a good thing Oh. Pin you against you. Pin, pin. Guys, we're getting to the <laughs> I end. I want to be pinned against my spouse. <laughs> um, uh, also, I, w- I want to go back to the praying for. Okay. To, Just try to keep up. Okay. What I mean by that is <laughs> praying for your spouse with your spouse. Yes. So I was having a hard morning a few weeks back. I think we might have mentioned this. It's okay. Woke up. I was My stomach was in knots and you could tell and you were changing the baby's diet. I was sitting on the bed getting my shoes on and I... You were like, are you okay? And I just said, through the, through our bedroom door into the other door, I said, can you just come pray with me? I just need you to come pray with me. And you stopped what you were doing. I think you were right about to change the baby. And she had a, a poopy diaper, not smelling <laughs> great. And you just brought her over and prayed for me, out loud with me. And I can't tell you how... Prayer um, is more important than poop, people. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag. Uh, I can't tell you how that ministered to my heart. Mm. And God answered those prayers. Uh, it was awesome. So that's what. Praying, Again, that could have together. been a moment of me saying, well, I got, I've got this priority of taking care of my kid. She's poopy. My husband needs prayer. I get that. Okay. But like reading scripture, it's a no brainer. Those decisions mm-hmm. become so much easier. Right. Um, also. So you, so you were mentioning this the next one down, holding yeah. tight to marriage advocates. Yes. Maybe you've already okay. started pruning out some of those relationships or creating some boundaries and distance. Good job. Keep that up. Again, another way we can. Mm-hmm we can war for our marriage right um and then when we when you talked about ryan in galatians about laying down our pride seeking forgiveness responding to the promptings of the holy spirit engaging in the fruit of the spirit mm-hmm. how in our communication with mm-hmm. with each other and how we approach and engage in intimacy in our commitment and discipline to attend church whatever that looks like today being in the body of christ guys yeah. these are the ways that we fight mm. back the darkness the light has, mm. The light will overcome the darkness. The darkness has not won, and it will not. Mm-hmm. But these are, it, it is pressing in, and sometimes I think it feels super, super dark. But yeah. God is light, and he is good, and he's given us instruction and purpose in those inst- instruction and authority to continue to bring light, to bring his truth, his mm-hmm. words, 
to our lives to give us order to help us. That's good. Good. Did you, did you do the challenge yet? No, I always leave that for you because I write it and then he's like, you know what? I'm just going to go with uh, something else. What are you doing okay, today? Okay, what are you doing? fine. What are you doing? It's okay. No, no, this is it. I'm gonna, They're so, usually good. So, As a couple, you know, we encourage you. Uh, you're probably listening to this alone. So go home, talk to your husband, talk to your wife, and propose these questions. And ask yourselves this big question. Can we answer these? Okay, and here's the, the three sub-questions. What are you fighting for? Hmm. What are you fighting for? The second one. Have we been putting on our armor faithfully? Again, go back to, uh, it's Ephesians 6, was it? Mm-hmm. Is that the passage? Mm-hmm. Um, and the final question is, are there battles that we are ignoring or avoiding? Mm. And those would be, I think, more specific to maybe maybe, maybe on these war fronts or these battle fronts we're talking about, but maybe there's things in your marriage that you're not addressing mm. and it's hindering your unity. Mm-hmm. What are those things? Mm. Um Anyway, what what are you fighting for? Have you been putting on your armor faithfully? And answer honestly. Uh, and are there battles that you're ignoring or avoiding? Hmm. With that said, Selena, um, let's uh, let's pray us mm-hmm. out, and then we'll call it an episode. Go ahead. Oh, God, thank you so much for lifting our eyes to the war that is at hand. Thank you, God, that you have already won the war. That. No matter the battles we face, we can have peace. God, no matter the battles we face, you've given us truth and we can bind that around ourselves, Lord, and we can Mm -hmm. rest in it. We can fight with it. God, we can live in it. You are so great and good Mm -hmm. to us. Help us, God. May your word bear weight on our lives and on our marriage. May Mm -hmm. uh, May our prayers, God, be ones that are offered up with humility and grace and vulnerability father help us to lead us lord lead us Mm -hmm. rather yeah in how we can war for your gospel for your truth for today and in the future Mm -hmm. in your name amen amen all right we hope this has been encouraging to you enlivening to you as paul wrote to the ephesians Mm -hmm. he says stand therefore stand Mm. all right get to your feet and just know that you are not the one who's on the hook for the for the victory all yeah. right the battle is belongs to the lord and but we are still in the middle of it mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> so fight well fierce couple fight boldly and fight uh knowing that you you serve the king who has already won uh and with that said uh speaking of warfare uh and being a part of all this that's going on i just want to put a quick plug in again for our patreon community i've just seen it come to life over the last couple of weeks i'm thankful for you if you're a patron already thank you so much it's encouraging to us i can't say that any any more clearly i don't know how else to say it so if you want to be a part of that then we would love to have you there just go mm-hmm. to patreon.com slash fierce marriage p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash fierce marriage you can read all about it there um and we would love to meet you there so with that said this episode is in the can all right we will see you again in about seven days until next time stay fierce Thank you for listening to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. For more resources for your marriage, please visit FierceMarriage.com or you can find us with our handle at Fierce Marriage on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. We hope it's blessed you. Take care.